This is the Retirement Detective Podcast, where we dive into cases with Philip Mock, chartered financial analyst and certified financial planner professional, to solve common retirement and financial planning questions. Get insight into how to solve quandaries that appear on the path to and through retirement, ideas on how to approach savings and investing for retirement, and how to plan for retirement in a tax-efficient manner. Now, here's your host and lead retirement detective, Philip Mock. Hi, everyone. It's Philip Mock with the Retirement Detective Podcast. In today's episode, we're analyzing tax penalties. Yuck. Nobody wants to talk about tax penalties, but making sure you don't pay tax penalties is an important part of tax planning. The most common type of penalty is an underpayment penalty, which comes from you not paying enough taxes on time. We're going to analyze that today and understand how that penalty comes to be and how through paying estimated taxes and through withholdings, you can avoid having to pay penalties. For people that are still employed and have not retired yet, most of your tax payments come from withholdings on your paycheck. As you earn money, each paycheck has a certain amount withheld from it, and and that is then remitted by your employer to the taxing authorities, be it the federal government or a particular state, so that you have a large portion of your taxes effectively paid in for you. If you're retired and you no longer have W-2 income, then you probably have to pay estimated taxes. If you're a contractor and you only receive 1099s, you most likely also have to pay estimated payments. Avoiding tax penalties is something we all should want to do. It's a common element of good, solid tax planning is looking ahead to the current year, to the end of the current year, making an estimate of what our income might be, comparing it to last year, and following the tax provisions to make sure you accomplish what's called the safe harbor, which is a certain amount of taxes paid so that you're not charged penalties. Now, we all end up paying taxes in some varying degree, But there are a few key provisions in the tax law that help you avoid having to pay penalties. Tax penalties are not just for high-income earners. If you end up owing more than $1,000 at the end of the tax year, when you're filing your return, you may potentially have a penalty. And and that could be if you had $1,000 due at the end of the year and you only made $40,000 or you made $40 million, you, in either case, may still potentially owe a penalty. Before we talk about tax law, I just want to remind you that your situation is unique and, and nothing I describe can be construed as tax advice for you specifically. And we're just going to talk about the law in general and not relate it to your or any one person's specific situation today. So the tax code does not specifically require you to make estimated payments or to withhold taxes from your paycheck. What is required is paying in enough taxes each year such that you meet the minimums effectively. You wanna pay in the minimum amount or more, and if you don't, then you potentially may have penalties due. 
Like I mentioned before, if you have W-2 income, they're automatically withholding money from your paycheck, and that probably covers most of your tax needs. Now, if you have W-2 income, but you also have side businesses or a lot of investment income, that withholding may not account for anything that you may owe in self-employment taxes or the 3.8% net investment income tax surcharge or the 0.9% um, additional Medicare tax, etc., etc. When you're looking at your tax penalty, potentially, you have to look at all of your income sources, not just the, the main ones, quote. So let's talk about a first scenario of you having W-2 income. If you're still working and you have W-2 income, you could still potentially have a penalty if they're not withholding enough. One takeaway, homework item for you still working, is to uh, listen to the rest of the podcast today and determine if you're withholding enough from your paycheck and or your spouse's paycheck. If you're retired and you're no longer working, then you most likely are paying estimated tax payments. And there's nothing wrong with that. Lots of people pay estimated tax payments. It's, it's a way to get the IRS their money on time and in timely fashion so that you don't have penalties. So it's not required, but it's a necessary step to avoid the penalty. So if you want to avoid penalty, you either need to do W-2 withholding or estimated tax payments or some combination thereof, because the tax code does not strictly impose an obligation for you to pay estimated taxes or have withholding, but it does have a penalty for failure to pay enough tax, either through withholding or estimated tax payments. So if you think at the end of the year that you're likely to owe at least $1,000 after subtracting all your withholdings and other credits and other things, then you want to follow three key rules to avoid paying penalties. So number one, these are called the safe harbor provisions generally, by the way. If you pay at least 90% of the tax owed on the current year return, so that's safe harbor number one. So if you owe over $1,000, well, let me back up. If you owe less than $1,000, you generally do not have a penalty. But if you owe over $1,000 at the end of the year, you potentially may have a penalty. And the first way to not have a penalty is to have paid 90% of the tax due for that current year. So let's say that you have W-2 income of $100,000 and you, I'm just going to make it easy here, your taxes due are $25,000. If you've paid in through your W-2 withholding at least 90% of $25,000, then you're not going to have a penalty. So for you working people, takeaway number one, make sure that your withholding covers at least 90% of what your taxes due might be. That's one avenue to potentially have no penalty. But Admittedly, sometimes it's hard at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and even near the end of the year to know exactly what your taxes will be for that current year. So there are two other safe harbors that apply, and it's really one, but there's two different income levels that help 
in that scenario where you can base it off the prior year's taxes. So the next safe harbor is based on the prior year's taxes. If you pay through withholding estimated payments, less credits, etc., and you've paid in 100% of the tax due on the prior year's return, or if your adjusted gross income exceeds $150,000 for a individual or couple or $75,000 for a married filing separate couple, then you need to look at 110% of your tax shown on the prior year's tax return. Let's say that you have income of, again, let's say you're a married couple, $100,000 married filing jointly, and last year's taxes were $15,000. Well, under our first safe harbor, $15,000 does not meet the 90% threshold of the current year tax, because we said in our example that the current year tax was $25,000. So let's say you have income of $100,000, you owe $25,000 in the current year, and you had $15,000 due at the end of the prior year. And yes, I am not considering standard deductions, exemption, you know, all these things. We're making a very simple example. If that's the case, then as long as you paid in in the current year at least $15,000, which is 100% of the prior year amount, the prior year amount was $15,000, 100% of 15,000 is 15,000. So as long as you pay in at least 15,000 through estimated payments and tax withholding, then you would not have an underpayment penalty. If we change our example and now the income's $250,000, then we need to, instead of saying 100% of the prior year income, we need to say 110% of the prior year income. So a little higher uh, threshold there for higher income folks that have adjusted gross incomes of 150,000 for individual or joint filers and 75,000 for married filing separate filers. Those are the ways to avoid paying underpayment penalties. In general, most people have to either have withholding from their W-2 to pay taxes in, or you have to have estimated payments. And the estimated payments plus withholdings must meet one of these criteria, either 90% of the tax due for the current year or 100% of the tax shown on the prior year return unless your income, your AGI, exceeds 150000 single or married filing jointly, 75000 if married filing separately, in which case that is 110% of the tax shown on the prior year return. What are estimated payments? If you haven't done this, if you're still working, but you're about to retire, you need to understand estimated payments. It's, it's pretty simple. There's a form, it's called 1040 ES, and you pay estimated taxes throughout the year. You, there are quarterly due dates, quarterly installment dates. First quarter estimated taxes are due in April. The second quarter estimated taxes are due in June. The third quarter estimated taxes are due in September. And the fourth quarter estimated taxes are due the following January. And if you pay, if you complete your 1040 by January 31st, you actually don't owe fourth quarter estimates because um, you filed your return so quickly. Complete form 1040 ES with the amount that you want to pay in estimates. 
and you mail in the voucher with a check or you can do it um, online through the online tax payment system and that's how it's done. Now, the reason you have four payments is because the IRS recognizes that not everyone has level income. If you're a salaried employee and you just have W-2 income, your income is pretty level. But let's say that you are retiring and you're selling your business and you sold that business in the second quarter. Let's say you sold it in May. So you sell your business in May. Well, maybe you had W-2 income, maybe you were an S-Corp and you had W-2 income prior to having your business sold. So you, you had some withholding in the first quarter. In the second quarter, you have a massive capital gain from selling your business. Well, you're going to need to pay estimated taxes on that. So on the second quarter estimated payment in that hypothetical scenario, you'd have a pretty substantial amount paid in. How much should you pay? Well, go back to our safe harbor rules. And also in the case of a business sale, you can work with an accountant to make a pretty good estimate of what the um, taxes due will be. And so you, you make an estimate that helps you uh, pay in enough to avoid penalty. You, if you don't have any other income for the rest of the year, maybe you, you don't need to make any more estimates. So the takeaway is that you need to time the amount and timing of your estimates with the amount and timing of your income. If you have a lot of income in the first quarter with no withholding, then you're going to have a larger estimate in the first quarter. If you have no income in the fourth quarter, you might not have any estimate due in the fourth quarter. Each installment of the estimated income taxes generally has to be paid in by the due date. And as I mentioned, those are uh, in April, June, September, and January, generally on the 15th, except for the January one, which is on the 1st. It does change each year based on weekends and holidays, so please check the IRS calendar each year. If you're a farmer or fisherman, you have special rules. That's a whole separate topic. If you're married, um, you can make joint estimated tax payments unless you're in the process of divorcing, uh, in which case you would need to make separate ones. Estimates are really pretty easy. The Knowing the amount is tricky. Perhaps you work with an accountant that can help you do that. If you use a program like TurboTax or Tax Act or some other program, a lot of times they'll even produce vouchers at the end of the tax return if you're the type of taxpayer that needs to pay estimated payments. In general, part of being a good tax planner is helping people pay the what I call the right amount of tax, which to me, the right amount of tax is paying what is legally due and on time, but no more. We all should want to pay what amount you know we, we owe as a citizen and as a taxpayer, our respective amount, um, but we certainly don't want to owe any more than what we have to. I believe trying to Avoid tax penalties is a tenant of good tax planning and good financial planning. I would encourage you to work with your advisors and tax accountant to assess if you may need to make estimated payments or make more in estimated payments. One quick way to know if this might be you is since um, this episode will be coming out shortly after 2023 tax due date uh, here in mid-April, consider your current year return if you've finished it and you may be extended, but 
if you completed your return and have filed it, look at it and see if you owed a penalty. And it's near the bottom of the second page of the Form 1040. If you owed a penalty, you're probably a good candidate for either A, increasing your W-2 withholdings, or B, making estimated tax payments. Talk to your advisors, talk to your accountant, see what you need to do to make sure you don't have to pay penalties. It's the one part of taxes that it is okay to avoid. You really don't want to have to pay penalties. And the two ways to do that are through higher W-2 withholding and or making estimated tax payments and taking advantage of those safe harbor provisions that we talked about. While I can't say that I enjoy talking about tax penalties, I do think that it is really important and I hope that you found today's episode to be valuable. Look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care. This recording is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of the Retirement Detective Podcast. The Retirement Detective Podcast is not affiliated with any guest or his or her business affiliates unless otherwise stated. The Retirement Detective Podcast does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of the data presented herein. The Retirement Detective Podcast shall not be responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions or their use. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of principal. Individuals should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile before making any investment decisions. This podcast is not a solicitation to purchase or sell securities or a solicitation for advisory services. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services, and nothing in this podcast should be relied upon as rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services. Philip Mock is not a detective or law enforcement officer, and any reference to is for entertainment purposes only.